is Poldark Fancast, a podcast that's sometimes about Poldark, and we are your hosts. I'm Michelle, I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. My name is Rita, I live in England, I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, and I tweet at Rita Bites. And welcome back to another <laughs> quarantine minisode. We are still here. Still here. <laughs> Every week during the coronavirus crisis. With a new, many-sized, in air quotes, podcast uh, to listen to where we discuss something we watched that week. This week, we watched Brooklyn. But before we tell you what we thought about the movie, let's do some learning in our yet still no cute jingle. Sorry, <laughs> it's been like 77 weeks. Wikipedia Corner! <laughs> and I'm going to say in advance that I am sorry for mispronouncing any of the names that are about to come up. But I'm sorry, gonna, Ireland. I'm, I'm going to do my best. Brooklyn is a 2015 romantic period drama film directed by John Crowley and written by Nick Hornby, based on the 2009 novel of the same name by Colm Tobin. Set in 1951, the plot follows Elise... Lacey? Eilish. 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 Eilish! Eilish Lacey, a young Irish woman who emigrates to Brooklyn to find employment. There she marries an Italian plumber named called Tony before being forced to choose between her hometown in Enniscorthy or her new life in Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn is adapted from the Irish writer Colm Tobin's novel of the same name. It's been much celebrated in the literary world, with The Observer naming it as one of the 10 best historical novels of all time in 2012. In addition to this, it won the 2009 Costa Novel Awards, was shortlisted for the 2011 International Dublin Literary Awards, and longlisted for the 2009 Booker Prize. Uh, the film is generally perceived as a faithful adaptation of the novel, with Toby noting the overall authenticity of the film in an interview with the Washington Post. How very much ever. Uh, the film <laughs> notably diverges from the book in regards to its ending. In the novel, Eilish leaves Ireland, but her destination and ultimately her fate is left for the reader to decide. The film, however, gives Eilish a poignant reunion with Tony in Brooklyn. The novel and the film have equally been praised for their refreshing perspective on the plight of the Irish immigrant. Brooklyn is set during a time in which Irish migration to New York was thriving. The initial boom of Irish immigration to the U.S. had started during the period following the Great Famine, uh, 1845 to 49. By the end of World War II, the rate of Irish immigration to New York had vastly lowered, but newly arriving citizens would still be able to find bustling Irish communities in which women were arguably a more significant presence than men. These women immigrants were often very active in the workplace, placing marriage ambitions on hold to find practical applications, good lord, occupations <laughs> in places such as supermarkets, eateries, and stores. Eilish made her journey from Ireland to America in the 1950s, along with approximately 50,000 other immigrants, around a quarter of which moved to New York. As a part of the second 
minor wave of migration. Many of these citizens were in search of steadier jobs and a happier lifestyle. There were also smaller surges of immigrants from many other countries at this time, expanding the trend towards a modern towards modern day America, becoming a vast land of many cultures. Brooklyn premiered on 26th of January 2015 at the Sundance Film Festival, where it received a standing ovation. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 97%. (laughs) Damn! That's the highest rated film we've seen. Um, The site's critical consensus reads, quote, Brooklyn buttresses outstanding performances from Saoirse Ronan and Emery Cohen with a rich period drama that tugs the heartstrings as deftly as it satisfies the mind. The BFI labeled it as one of the best films released in 2015. This article expands on the film's ambiance and describes its dynamic feeling by saying, quote, In some ways, Brooklyn feels like a movie that's not just about, but also from, a more innocent age, but <clears throat> offers a different view by looking at the darker tones presented in the film, explaining... But this sidelining of harsher elements is perhaps only to be expected in a film that takes a conventional romantic setup and, abetted by Michael Brooks' hauntingly melodic score, elevates it to a more intelligent, dramatic level. Furthermore, exploring some of the social conversations that began upon the film's release, immigration and feminism status in modern society compared to the society in the time Brooklyn was set in. Quote, immigrant dramas traditionally tend to be male-led, but Brooklyn, despite Cohen's breakout performance and the excellence of Gleason, is female-led and all the stronger for it. Brooklyn received many nominations for industry and critic awards, including three nominations for the Academy Awards for Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Actress. Brooklyn was also named one of the best films of 2015, featuring on more than 120 different top 10 film critics list. So, dang, hot damn, everyone loved this movie. <laughs> I think I think this one is the is absolutely the best um, uh, reviewed uh, movie that uh, we've seen so far, um, and for good reason. <laughs> yes. And for good reason. Um, You know, have you heard of or seen this film or the book? Well, obviously, now we've seen the the film now. But prior to to now, had you seen it? um, Or had you read the book? So I watched the movie and then I read the book. um, Uh Because I was like, it's based on a book. I love books. Um, (laughs) I mean, I figured you would have read it, but. uh, Yeah. I had never heard mm-hmm. of the book before the film came out, um, mm-hmm. and I quite liked the book, but this is one of those cases where I think I prefer the movie. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, the book is, um, I think it's much more obvious in the book that the the different romances are really more of a representation of, like, America and Ireland. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like Tony more in the movie than I do in the book. He's not in it as much. I think, like, when they cast this actor, they realized, oh, he's good on screen. And they just kept on giving him more and more scenes. Um, 
And so you just end up being like, uh, this isn't really a very good triangle. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, choice between choice A, choice B, 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 uh, I'll take B, B. <laughs> you didn't even let me fit. I, I don't care, B. Not really a question. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think I just, I just, I really buy into the romance more in the movie. And so I'm like, I prefer the movie because I am a cynical romantic at heart um <laughs> what about you i i had never heard of the book um you know and I, you know now that i've seen the movie i i absolutely loved the movie um i, I don't know if i need to read the book you don't really because the the movie is just so exquisite <laughs> It's just so exquisite. I've seen this film, like, a lot. <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. A lot. <laughs> like, an embarrassing number of times, to the point that when I went to watch it for this, it was halfway through the movie still, and they were like, do you want to start again or keep watching? I was like, well... <laughs> it turns out that I didn't don't really watch the Irish parts of the movie that much. I just... Yep, when she arrives. Uh. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'd seen this movie. Um, I'd only seen the movie once before, uh, before the rewatch. And um, I mean, I just I remember having been so struck by it um, the the first time that the the rewatch, you know, was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> it's a film that you can um, rewatch a lot and get different things yeah. out of. Um, I found I was trying to focus less on the fact that I'm really thirsty for Tony. Um, <laughs> like I was trying to focus on all the other things, and I was like, even if you took Tony out of this movie, I'd still really like it. So, see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think we we uh, both recognized how much we enjoyed the film um any favorite characters or performances obviously we have to start with uh Saoirse Ronan as Eilish yes and she like obviously we've all watched Atonement so like Mm -hmm. we've all watched her career I think like this was the film where I was like oh she's gonna be like fucking Oscar winning super goddess Um, yeah, she's just yeah. so amazing on screen. Like, yeah, and she's not even really like emoting that much. There are just moments where she's just completely still, but you're still like staring at her. You're transfixed. Yeah, yeah, you're transfixed. Yeah, she she has a magnetic personality on film, um, and I mean, I still remember the first time I saw Atonement and being so blown away by her performance. You know, you know to 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 actually manage and navigate that part as a child, uh, as well as she did as as young as she did, Creepy. it was it was yeah, it was it was otherworldly. Um, and I remember saying after seeing Atonement, uh, we need to keep an eye out for her because this this young woman is going to go very very far. Um, but uh, yeah, she was she was absolutely lovely. I love her with 
her auburn hair. Yeah. I think she just looks beautiful with that that color of hair. Um, and um, you know, uh, Emery Cohen, what a what a gift. <laughs> <laughs> What a gift. We love you know? the short king. Um, he's just <laughs> so charming. Um, yeah. His little... I feel like he's doing a terrible Marlon Brando impression the whole time. But you're like, this is adorable. There's a point where he's mm-hmm. like talking to his brother and he's like, what's wrong with you? And it's a bit like, <laughs> this should not work. Um <laughs> but it, it really does. does i'm here for it yeah it's really <laughs> sweet yeah it really really is um I, you know and of course we've got um um donald gleason who i think he had this had been done in a uh time frame where he had been in everything, everything you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like every time you turned around you were seeing him or you were seeing his dad. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and so, you know, and then, you know, in Harry Potter, you see both of them. Um, <laughs> Too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, I, you know, I thought that he did, he did a fine job. Um, I, I, I think that he, he was overshadowed, of course, by. I think he was, it's impossible not to be. Jim is in. Part of yeah. Jim's character is that he is boring and he goes to the rugby club and he has his hair like a certain way and mm-hmm. it's just and he dresses boring and he's very quiet and it's just like uh just go to Brooklyn. This is boring me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we've got Julie Walters and Jim Broadbent, you know. <laughs> um <laughs> two of the faves from um our British character acting um, pantheon. Um, ooh, that's a pantheon. big fancy word for, for six in the morning. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I I I loved both of them. Um, I I yeah, I just I just love this movie. I love so all much. of the boarding house girls as well. Like. Some yes. of them only had really. There's that one girl that's there just for the beginning scene where they're having dinner, and she's being <laughs> super like, "Well, I'm sure soap was good enough for the Lord or something." And you're like, "Ah, uh, yes." They uh, only have like one or two mm. lines, but you like you know who these girls are, and I think that's a testament yes. to how well it's written as well because everybody is like, you've either got like the prissy girl, you've got the weirdo with the weird hair, <laughs> you've got. <laughs> The wise divorcee, you've you've got all the characters of the world living in that boarding house, including Julie Walters, who will give you a tiny sip of sherry (laughs) and tiny glasses and be like, oh, you're a good girl. Uh, Uh, Or favorite moments. Favorite moments. I really loved um, the Christmas scene where um, you've got all of the homeless men and like whatever they're called, like the down and outs Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. In the olden days, uh, and mm-hmm. everybody like say stops and watches that dude sing the Irish song. Um, it's just beautiful and makes me really sad at the same time. I was like, "Oh, I'm learning something about history while also being depressed." Um, right? Thank <laughs> you. Oh. Um, I thought I thought that the the burgeoning romance between. Um, 
um, Ailish and Tony um, was just, it was so compelling. It was so magnetic. You know, you, you saw that it just, it was something that was was going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, regardless of, of, you know, how she felt about, you know, her, her man back in um, Ireland, you know, it was, it was clear that she was being just swept <laughs> into um, the relationship with Tony. Um, and I'm so glad that it ended differently than the book because I would have been absolutely destroyed if it had ended the way it did in the book. But I mean, like, if she's <laughs> getting on the boat and she's married to him, like, I know. She would have had to deal with that situation at some point. Like, come on. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> I really love the introduction of his character as well because you'd like sort of see him mm-hmm. peering at her between all these other people dancing. He has like such yes. a movie star entrance where you're like, oh damn, who is this person? Exactly. <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> and they um, have like such a funny conversation about like trying to dance together and he's like, you just gotta pretend mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. It's just like, ah, okay. <laughs> Which is essentially yeah. true, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it is. Um, I think um, I, I loved the uh, the scene where, you know, they, they married and, um, you know, the, their first night together. I thought that that was really, really pretty. I love really her orange, like, dress for the wedding. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm like that is a fucking look when you like rewatching it because I remembered all the outfits I was like oh she dresses like a complete mess <laughs> when she's in Ireland and then she gets to America and she really steps up her game like yeah she does she well obviously she's working in a, a, in a department store so she has access to that lady that dresses her <laughs> for no reason What's yes. that about? Um, just lady tugging on your <laughs> swimming costume. Um, but I really like watching like the progression of her outfits and like what that says about mm-hmm. her character because I think like mm-hmm. by the time she's back in, in in Brooklyn at the end, she's got all like she's gone full Brooklyn with the outfits. She's gone a, a whole Brooklyn. <laughs> she's like big big poofy skirt. And yes. it's just ridiculous. And like watching her dress like that in <laughs> Ireland was really bizarre. I was like, you're a bit overdressed. Yeah. It's like, folks, people are not going to know what to make She's of you. She's wearing sunglasses in Ireland. Like, come the fuck on, mm-hmm. girl. You do not need to wear sunglasses to go down the shop. Like, calm down. <laughs> But you know, you need you know you need your armor when you're having to go and deal with a situation like that. You know, so you know, I could I could understand her wanting to you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a gird my I'm a gird my loins for this one. The bitch is back and she's got sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> and I'm a bad ass. Mm-hmm. And her little pocketbooks and you know I mean it, I just I, I loved it. I just loved it. Uh, anything you didn't like? Um, Jim's really boring. <laughs> I think like that is a weakness <laughs> in how the story yeah. is set. Because from about like I don't know, like an hour and fifteen minutes in, she goes back to Ireland, and like it's suddenly like the energy of the movie just plummets. Obviously, it would because 
Tess mm-hmm. is just dead and stuff. But also just like I don't find him as much of an adversary as he should be. And I'm just so mm-hmm. team Tony, it hurts. And I understand <laughs> that he's like he's the easy safe option and he's Irish and you know, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But if you had a compelling well, well, this isn't really the actor's fault, but if you had a more charismatic actor, like, this would take it over the edge into, like, yeah, the best movie yeah. ever, rather than just a very, very good movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because, you know, here's the, here's the thing, you know, she has, um, you know, left Ireland and, you know, this, this kind of first love that she had, um... But then she goes to a, an entirely new country and she's having to kind of, um, she's having to stride out on her own. She doesn't have any of the creature comforts that she had when she was in Ireland. You know, she is starting over. And so, you know, when you wind up in a situation where you're having to um, kind of remake yourself, um, you know, going back to what was after you've had this kind of metamorphosis, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would kind of sap the color out of what what was before. I think it's just a matter of like the line home is home is like very pertinent because there's no way of ever really explaining the comfort you can feel about like, going home and being amongst your own people and like just feeling like safe and secure and like nothing is different or challenging and she can just slot mm-hmm. back into a safe life and she could be really happy in Ireland I think that's the thing and but mm-hmm. Brooklyn was more of a challenge and she was getting to be independent and yeah. live her own life and make mm-hmm. a new family for herself yep. with Tony like it's one of those things yeah. like Part of why I really like this movie is because it sort of intelligently handles the, like, dilemma that every immigrant has between mm-hmm. their home life and then, like, their new home, their assumed home. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you're always mm-hmm. sort of balancing up the two and trying to incorporate both lives together. And it's really strange because you never really feel fully at home in either places. And I think this movie really captures that and one of the things that i really really do like about it as we mentioned earlier is that it's from a female perspective um every movie about like irish immigrants i've ever seen has been about men (laughs) and i think women have Mm -hmm. different challenges and like emotional pulls Mm -hmm. particularly when it comes to her mother i don't think a man (laughs) would have felt the same kind of guilt and like like when she st- lies to her mother about being married, <laughs> you understand that if you're a woman. <laughs> like if if a dude uh-huh. had done that, I'd just be like, well, why didn't you just tell her? But as a as a woman, you're like, oh my god, you can't <laughs> you can't tell her. It will break her heart. Exactly. She wasn't there for your wedding. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just like yeah. this whole different dynamic mm-hmm. that you have. You don't see these stories that much, like. Yeah, and you know, and I think that that is that is the principal reason why this movie was um, as successful as it was. You know, it 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 was an original. You know, it wasn't an it was an original, and you know, and I I think that's that's one of the reasons why I think it's in my kind of my top twenty movie list Ooh. of all times. 
Um, so yeah. are we going to talk about what you would give this film out of 10? 10? <laughs> Absolutely a 10. 10? Um, yeah. Yes. 10 plus, you know, I'd give, I'd give it an 11. <laughs> it, it really is a brilliant film. And if you haven't seen it, um, this is definitely one that, you know, I think right now it, here in the states it's four bucks to rent on prime it is absolutely worth buy the it if you can like come on people you're gonna rewatch <laughs> yeah, it yeah buy like, it it's so good exactly yeah. and yeah i've got to say like i wish we would have more films like this i say this quite often at the end of these podcasts yeah. but we need more movies that are like female centric <laughs> that tell the story of like like marginalized people like i know it's weird to think of this irish lady as as marginalized but as an immigrant she absolutely was Mm -hmm. and i think um it like manages to sneak in some history while making you feel warm and fuzzy about the romance and the coney island scene like you get to be happy but also you get to like think about important subject matters and that's the sweet spot that is the absolute sweet spot that is why it was nominated for an academy award it reminds me a bit of like um forrest gump in the yeah it's enjoyable but there's some sneaky things about Mm -hmm. you know race relations (laughs) in there you know you got some learning in there um so yeah it's a great movie Mm -hmm. it's too good um, it's wonderful. We're not, we're Go not see used it. To things being this Go see it. podcast. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing I'll say: the the saturated colors. Yeah. I loved the sat. It was just it was it's like a dose of nostalgia that you could. Damn. I'm... <laughs> I'll say mm-hmm. it's a very white version of nostalgia, which is a little bit worrying. Um, yeah. But it was sort of like. Yeah, it's nice and safe here, which is actually, in retrospect, because of how white it was, is a little bit troubling. Um, now that I'm yeah. piecing that that together, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a nice time. You get to look at pretty things as well. I wish we could all dress like yes. that still. Mm-hmm. Um, I barely brush my hair some mornings. Mm. So, uh, oh, lockdown, man. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> it is the lockdown life. No, um, I hear you. But that is all from us in this week's mini-side. Next week, we'll be talking about the personal history of David Copperfield. 2020. What? Yeah. Um, huh? it's, um, it's, it's on Prime. Yeah, you see, she doesn't tell me these no. things before we even <laughs> do the show. So uh, I am learning these things just as you are. <laughs> Like, it's got Dev Patel, okay? So it's gonna be fine. <laughs> Everybody do a do a do a quick Google, okay? This is your allotted Google time. Um That's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay. It got five stars in the Guardian, so it can't be that bad. Oh whoa. It is a based on the Charles Dickens book, obviously. I hate Charles Dickens, but I'm gonna give this a go. And it's directed by <laughs> my personal fave person on the planet, Armando Inucci, who did uh, The Thick of It and Veep. So he's... he's. Well, I'm I'm looking at the first five individuals that pop up in the uh, on the Google page mm-hmm. for cast. And they're all and amazing. I'm in. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm in. 
Look, just <laughs> Dev Patel, Hugh Laurie, Tilda Swinton, yeah. who I freaking adore, uh, Ben Whistler, Whishaw, 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 and Peter Capal. If you keep going, you got <laughs> the doctor, Gwendoline Christie. You've got that one that we can't pronounce because he's Welsh. Just like everyone you've ever yes. loved, Daisy May yes. Cooper, who I adore. Just like it's a great cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh you yeah. Know, It'll be interesting. I hope it's under two hours. Yeah. I can't fucking handle a love long movie right now. Uh, <laughs> gotta be honest with you. But, you know, this may be one of those sneaky surprises that is... It says it's an hour 59 minutes, so it's there under you know! two hours. Fulfilling my fantasies already. Um, <laughs> Plus, it has hats. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> It has it's mid Victorian. This is a period that was great for hats. Yes. Very, um, very tall hats. <laughs> also, um, I'm currently on the hunt for some Christmassy period dramas. I sent um, you one. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't sound very impressed. <laughs> I saw the trailer and was like, uh But I might put it on the list because to be honest, like all that's coming up is like 17 different versions of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And the only one I like is The Muppet. Come on, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, we should watch that. Is that technically a period drama? Is it? Are they wearing period costumes? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> there's Muppets, people. The drugs aren't exactly. <laughs> okay. Maybe, look, it'll get on the list if we can't think it's of anything. It's locked down, okay? Why can't we have a little fun with this? Look, if we watch <laughs> A Muppet Christmas Carol, I'm adding so many silly movies to this. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, send us send us your ideas for um, for period drama, Christmas period dramas. And Those would like, be fun. Can they be good as well? Like, yeah, Don't just yeah, send yeah, them yeah. in because you think they fill in the criteria because I found some ones and everyone says they're shit, so we're not watching them. <laughs> and, you know, it's lockdown. It's Christmas time. <laughs> we deserve to watch things that are going to bring us joy. Yes. Have we not <laughs> suffered enough? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... um send us those suggestions in or you know if you want to chat please get in contact you can message us on our blog email us at poldarkfancast at gmail.com or find us on the social medias at poldarkfancast and as ever do us a favor and rate and review us on apple podcasts or wherever you pod or cast um (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening please wash your hands Stays two meters away from people or yes. six feet if you're in America. And, and wear also a bloody wear mask. a mask. Yeah, wear a mask. You can get some Christmassy themed ones. Seriously? Yes, it's cute. Do it for the cute at least. If you're not going to yes. do it for the health, do it for the cute. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I know that it's going to be, it, 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 these, these holidays are going to be, a real shift from the norm and I know that people are really bummed about not being able to get together with their families or you know having to make those tough decisions um, you know the way I'm thinking about it is you know I want to be able to celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving with the people I love next year mm-hmm. and um, 
this is not the time to risk the possibility of not being able to do that. Don't give grandma COVID. No. Just no. wait to see her next year. Yeah, the vaccine's coming, people. Yeah. It's coming. It's like guaranteed now, so don't be a Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Asterisks, no, really, it's 95%. Close. Yeah, yeah really, really close. Just, just really, really close. You'll see her in, like, a few months. Yeah. Don't give her COVID. Um... <laughs> She will appreciate that. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Here's some COVID. I don't think so. No, not good. Not no. good. Okay. Okay, everybody. <laughs> We've done our oh, weekly COVID <laughs> at the end of the episode. Time yes. to say goodbye, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Michelle. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Love, 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 love.